The Book of Hebrews, Chapter 10 The law possessed only a dim outline of the benefits Christ would bring, and did not actually reproduce them. Consequently, it was incapable of perfecting the souls of those who offered their regular annual sacrifices. For if it had, surely the sacrifices would have been discontinued, on the grounds that the worshippers, having been really cleansed, would have had no further consciousness of sin. In practice, however, the sacrifices amounted to an annual reminder of sins, for the blood of bulls and goats cannot really remove the guilt of sin. Therefore, when Christ enters the world, he says, Sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not, but a body didst thou prepare for me. In whole burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin thou hadst no pleasure. Then said I, Lo, I am come. In the roll of the book it is written of me, to do thy will, O God. After saying that God has no pleasure in sacrifice, offering and burnt offering, which are made according to the law, Christ then says, Lo, I am come to do thy will. That means that he is dispensing with the old order of sacrifices and establishing a new order of obedience to the will of God. And in that will we have been made holy by the single unique offering of the body of Jesus Christ. Every human priest stands day by day performing his religious duties and offering time after time the same sacrifices, which can never actually remove sins. But this man, after offering one sacrifice for sins forever, took his seat at God's right hand, from that time offering no more sacrifice, but waiting until his enemies be made his footstool. For by virtue of that one offering, he has perfected for all time every one whom he makes holy. The Holy Spirit himself endorses this truth for us when he says, First, this is the covenant that I will make with them. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my laws on their heart, and upon their mind also will I write them. And then he adds, And their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. Where God grants remission of sin, there can be no question of making further atonement. So, by virtue of the blood of Jesus, you and I, my brothers, may now have confidence to enter the holy place by a fresh and living way, which he has opened up for us by himself passing through the curtain, that is, his own human nature. Further, since we have a great high priest set over the household of God, let us draw near with true hearts and fullest confidence, knowing that our inmost souls have been purified by the sprinkling of his blood, just as our bodies are cleansed by the washing of clean water. In this confidence, let us hold on to the hope that we profess without the slightest hesitation, for he is utterly dependable. And let us think of one another, and how we can encourage each other to love and do good deeds. And let us not hold aloof from our church meetings as some do. Let us do all we can to help one another's faith, and this the more earnestly, as we see the final day drawing nearer. Now if we sin deliberately after we have known and accepted the truth, there could be no further sacrifice for sin for us, but only a terrifying expectation of judgment and the fire of God's indignation, which will consume all that sets itself against him. The man who showed contempt for Moses' law died without hope of appeal on the evidence of two or three witnesses. How much more dreadful a punishment will he be thought to deserve who has poured scorn on the Son of God, treated like dirt the blood of the agreement, which had once made him holy, and insulted the very spirit of grace. For we know the one who said, Vengeance belongeth unto me, I will recompense. And again, the Lord shall judge his people. Truly it is a terrible thing for a man who has done this to fall into the hands of the living God. You must never forget those past days when you had received the light and endured such a great and painful struggle. It was partly because everyone's eye was on you as you suffered harsh words and hard experiences, partly because you threw in your lot with those who suffered much the same. You sympathized with those who were put in prison, and you were cheerful when your own goods were confiscated, for you knew 
that you had a much more solid and lasting treasure. Don't throw away your trust now. It carries with it a rich reward. Patient endurance is what you need if, after doing God's will, you are to receive what he has promised. For yet a very little while, he that cometh shall come and shall not tarry. But my righteous one shall live by faith, and if he shrink back, my soul hath no pleasure in him. Surely we are not going to be men who cower back and are lost, but men who maintain their faith for the salvation of their souls.